Jim Drake from Chicago. He's a musician, and he was my son's roommate. Boom. Yes. Lynn, kick it off. Hello, everyone. Uh, today we have Real Times Trio, and we've been around for a while, so hope settle in, get your coffee, and we're going to tell you about all the new releases, DVDs, and what's happening. I'm Lynn Venhouse. I'm Carl Middleman. I'm Dan Buffa. Here's your table of contents for the week. We're going to start off with Missing Link in just a second, followed by The Chaperone. Then we're going to do some previews of Hellboy, Little, and After DVD releases. Lynn saw Holmes and Watson. That's at minute 38. Then we're going to talk about On the Basis of Sex, Welcome to Marwin, and A Dog's Way Home. Then we're going to do movie news around minute 52, including Wizard World, the Batman re-release, and the Grease prequel. We're going to tease next week at one hour and one minute. And then we're going to talk about weather movies at one hour and seven minutes let's start with missing link because you boys are going to argue we're not going to argue okay first let's talk about Leica. Leica is basically an offshoot of nike chuck knight owns Leica, and his son travis runs Leica, and they wanted to do old school animation they first the stop motion animation the yeah, first that's what i like yeah their first thing that they did they contracted themselves out to do corpse bride Mm-hmm. And they did Corpse Bride for Tim Burton, which, and then the first movie from Leica Entertainment was Coraline, and they had one of Tim Burton's animators, Harry Selleck, directed Coraline, and that was their first one, and that was a hit, and it was stop motion animation. And then the next thing that they did, they made some more independent contract stuff, and then they did Harold and Kumar. If you the third the third one, Harold and Kumar's 3D Christmas, remember the animation sequence in yeah. that one? Vaguely. That's Leica. And a lot of people think that's the so best this, part of so, the third. So this missing link animation is officially called stop motion animation. Yes, because that's what I like about that. I, I like that because you take a picture. Yeah, you move the thing a little bit, it, and then you choppy, do it again, but in a good way. It's yes. not too slick. Exactly, it's not slick. It's not. It's not I computer like animated. It's not like. It's not. South Park is basic animation. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is even more basic than that because they don't use computers. They take a shot. They move it. This they reminds take a shot. me of like a, what old French filmmakers would do if they had nothing else to do. It's just, let's just take pictures and put it all together. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, saw Bass Productions. Rankin Bass. Yeah, Rankin yes. Bass. Love those. Love those as a kid. Little Drummer Boy is my favorite. So, Missing Link, the story is pretty, uh, well, there, pretty there's simple. Well, more, there's more. Their next, their next film, Dan. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We're doing I'm, I'm, still, still. I'm still doing the backstory. Oh, the next movie is, is my favorite of the Leica films, Paranorman. Love yeah. Paranorman. And this director's first film, Chris Butler. Yes, Chris Butler directed Paranorman. Then they went... Uh, and they the Two did, Strings? No. The worst Leica film the Box Trolls. Oh. That movie is horrible. Is that kind I of do a minor not... sellout after the success of Paranorman? They just kind of, let's just do it, you know. They, they... No, I think they really wanted it to, be, and it made a ton of, it made the most, it, did. it, did it made the most money. amount of money out of all of them, but it's still the worst one. And then they came back with Kubo <laughs> and the Two Strings with written Charlize by... Theron and... And of course, written, Ray Fiennes. Written Fiennes. by the Missing Link director, Chris Butler, and also directed by the Mulby director, Travis Knight. And also, Matthew McConaughey, he's in the middle of the McConaissance right, right all then. All right, all right. All right, all right. Yes. And then I, I really enjoyed Kubo and Two Strings. And then so Travis Knight, after the success of Kubo and the Two Strings, goes on to film the only watchable Transformers movie, Bumblebee, which yes. is great. 
and you've Bumblebee, loved it. Bumblebee is on is, is it's currently on Redbox. Side note, just go watch it. It's really good. It, it, it is. It makes up for almost almost all the bad Michael Bay movies. So what happens? They have they give themselves a budget of sixty million dollars per picture, and that's what they do. And it takes a couple Pretty years to budget. do this, and then they. But after the box trolls, what they did to make the money for Kubo, they sold everything. They sold the Coraline dolls. They sold the Paranorman sets. And they made enough money because box trolls, even though it made a lot of money, it's still not doing you what they need to do. You sell your past to fund your future. Exactly. And, that's what, and I love this studio. I really enjoy the work they've done. They're a big fan of British comedies. They've had Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in their movie. And in this movie, perfect. they've got David Williams and Matt, Matt Lucas, Lucas from Little Britain in this film. Mr. Colic. And Stephen Fry and is Stephen in this Fry. movie. So they good. love, even though it's all in Oregon in Nike land, they love British comedy, so they keep having these guys. So, Dan, let's talk about Missing Link. Okay, so Link. the plot is pretty simple. Um, you know, Mr. Lionel Frost, Sir Lionel Frost, voiced by the great Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. is kind of one of those eccentric monster hunters. In the beginning of the film, Explorers. he is... Explorers. Yeah, but he wants to hunt and find... Not really kill or hurt, he wants to find these monsters. In the and beginning, proof. a great sequence is that they're in a little boat, and they're trying to find the Loch Ness monster, I David, guess. Yeah, Nessie. David Nessie. Williams is his assistant. And so he, he's got this this pitiful little assistant who he's having to do this thankless job. You can tell this guy he puts he sacrifices people, life, and limb and everything. And of course he's But he's mock- a badass. He is. He is a badass. And the thing is, I mean, it isn't like he's some feeble explorer. He can handle himself. He can fight. Mm-hmm. He, can, he can do all kinds of Things great stuff. Things usually go well for and him. And now Lord, is his name Lord Dunsby? Is kind of like, is, does he fund Lord his Pickett missions? Lord Dunsby. Yes. <laughs> Stephen Fry. He kind of funds uh, these crazy missions of Frost, but he also kind of belittles him a little bit. He, he knows that what he's doing is kind of, he's not going to find a monster. He won't let him into the Adventurer's Club. He won't. He and won't this let him is like, uh, let's club. say 19th century, early 20th century. Century. Yes. There, are, there aren't any cars. No, but carriages, Just ships, and boats. <laughs> right, and, and ground. So it's, it's old school. It's early, let's say, early 1900s England. Yes, and so he gets a telegram from uh, what, what he sees as what could be Bigfoot, mm-hmm. and his Bigfoot's he, been spotted in Washington yes. State. And, and so he goes by Mr. Link, uh, <laughs> Zach, Zach Galifianakis. Or Susan. Or Susan. Which you <laughs> I find always out. like to name Susan. He, he has a hard time naming himself, but it's great. They kind of, uh, and they form this pack that if he gives Frost proof that he does exist, because he is a big, monstrous, one-of-a-kind creature, then Frost will take him to Shangri-La to find his potential family members. Yetis, because Yetis, Yetis. and Bigfoot are related, and Sasquatch yeah. is all alone up there, and so the Link is in there. So thus becomes kind of a road movie, a little a road trip movie. So you think you're in Washington State. The quickest way to Nepal would be, I don't know, the Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Ocean. Instead, they go across the United States, travel a boat across the Atlantic, stop in England, and then they go down... <laughs> And they have the, the, the great Timothy Oliphant's Willard Stank, Stank. an assassin Bounty on hunter. their trail. You, I, I knew this was him because he did a voice, he did a voice work in a movie called Rango. Rango the Johnny yes. Depp voice. He yes. played a Clint Eastwood type person. I just knew this was Timothy Oliphant because he has that nasty old gunslinger. like, I'm going to get you, Frost. It's just so good. The reason they have to go eastbound <laughs> instead of westbound is because they have to pick up Zoe Saldana. I'm laughing at this, the voice of the man. 
Aldine, Al, what was her name? Adelina? Adeline. Uh, Adelina Fortnite. Her, who does. Which is, this is kind of Zoe Zeldana well. does the, the, the Selma Hayek amateur voice. Salma Hayek impersonation. I thought this was Salma Hayek. The way she looks, the character, I was she, like. She doesn't look like a person of color, but she sounds no. like a person of color, even though Zoe is a person of color. And then Zoe so Zeldana is doing a Salma Hayek impersonation. But the, but the character is also convoluted because it is a. She's a widow of a contemporary of Sir Frost. But they used to date as well. So Emma Thompson voices the elder. Who yes, is the elder? The elder is one of the Yeti people. Okay. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. We, let's not talk about her. Yeah. So there's a, this movie. I, I said in my review, it, it's simple. It's enjoyable. I think that the, the violence in it is very light, very tame. The kids can enjoy this uh, one. There's a lot of death in it. There is, but I I, I always think it's 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 kind of glossed over. It's moved fast, but I really like the. The chemistry between Frost and Mr. Link, or mm-hmm. Susan, as Galifianakis' <laughs> character does. I, I thought it was a very fast-moving film. It's 95 minutes. It moves. And I, I really just... It, it's that stop-motion animation. I love it. And <clears throat> and like as, as they've done in the other ones, at the end of the film, while the credits are going on, they show, they you, how show you how it's done. It's and how And how one sequence would take a week for them to do. I, I think this is one of those movies that I think... Uh, the the parents can enjoy just about as much as the kids because Hugh Jackman's voice in the character, mm. he has fun with it. I'm all of a sudden losing my voice. Can I get some water? So that's what I was going to ask you guys. It sounds like it's for adults and kids. It is. It is. It's a good split. I think that, you know, Hugh Jackman's going to get people in the theater. And, sure. and I think that, you know, I, I don't know, just when you, they, they wisely start to film off with this wild adventure where he's trying to catch this creature and he's running across the back of the Loch Ness Monster and he's trying to take a picture. But he's also kind of like this hapless character who just who's really dedicated, but he really wants to prove himself. And I think the morals of the story, how you know you sometimes you have to sacrifice ambition for compassion, and I think what he finds in Mr. Link, I think it's just the simple messages that kids will like and parents will be glad they saw. But it's a movie that's taking place in the turn of the century with 2019 morals. So she's yeah. not a damsel in distress. She no, can take care of she herself. herself. She doesn't need to scream. And so, therefore, they're winking at the audience saying, hey, remember these tropes? Yeah. We're going to talk about these tropes. I, I don't know if you can have it both ways. One of, one of the best parts of the movie... <clears throat> You're not dead yet. Is, is they have a gunfight with Stank. Uh, Stank. It, it, it's an E instead of an A. <laughs> Stank. It's Willard Stank, and she kind of takes over the gunfight. Like you know, mm-hmm. like you know, Frost and Mister Link are hiding, and she goes, "Oh, get out of my way!" And she shoots the gun. But uh, I don't know. I, I think the winking at the audience and the having the female be kind of a, a badass. I think I was fine with that. I think it's a good mix. Well. The reason I gave wouldn't let Dan start the review because I wanted to tell the backstory of the company. I love I love the company, and I want them to do well. If I'd have to rank the movies, first of all, Box Trolls is at the very very bottom because it is awful. You know, one should see it. <laughs> I mean, look at that. First one is Paranorman, followed yes. by Coraline, followed by Kubo, which th- those are all debatable, and then right in the middle. And if it's out of five, there's only five movies. Now, are you right ranking the it there because of yes. the quality of the other movies? I didn't like the story. I didn't, I didn't, I was bored in the middle. It, it, for an hour and a half movie, it doesn't it didn't, it didn't really move. Me. It 
and for only having five movies, being fourth out of five, missing like is it's not a bad movie. It's just not. Just it's not at the, the level. Movie. It's not the level of their other material. Paranorman was. I mean, just. I mean, for me, the simplistic nature of the oh, story and and the bar fight was great. They get into a bar fight. That's course, funny. Mister Link is just you know he's got incredible strength, but he doesn't want to fight. Right. And Lionel Frost is like fight. <laughs> so the personalities of the voices carry it through. are great. I, I think that I think that the I don't voice know about work, great. I, I think I, it's well done. I, I think the voice work carries the movie. I think if you get lesser voices like I mean, Galifianakis really gives a lot of heart mm-hmm. to Mr. Link and Jackman's uh, just so fun. I don't know if there's heart in this movie. I don't. I don't think it's written that well. I think it is. A, I think it is a good movie. I don't think it is a great movie. And they have put out really great movies. I know. Yeah. And I wouldn't. I would wait. I, I would I, see this I, on, see, on Netflix. Well, this, I would pay for this in theaters. I mean. I mean. This is a very enjoyable movie that I want. I, I kind of want to go watch again. I want to take my kid and my wife to. Well, good. Yeah, I, well, and I want the. I want it to do well. Yeah, I want people. To see well. it, but I I can't just say. But and, and there, me, since there's so much other things out there, let me circle back. That do you think because of how good Paranorm was, does this hat would this have have to really do be well to reach that? Is but that you, why? you know what with Pixar? Let's just say Pixar's oh, first five films. Oh yeah, Pixar, okay. Pixar's yeah. first five films. You've got Toy Story. You've got Monsters Inc. You've got Those a are Bug classics. Life. This is not. A but classic. see, a Bug's Life is a step down from Toy Story and Monsters Inc. Remember, remember Ants with Woody Allen. And yes, Stallone? that was that was. That's kind of this. That's kind of <laughs> enjoyable. I I, I don't yes, think. Yes, but I'm, even a Bug's Life is better than Ants. I don't. I, I see. I like Dance better than A Bug's Life. I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to want to buy this when it comes out on exactly. Blu-ray. I'm saying I will watch it. You you'd watch it. I I wouldn't. There's so much other this things is a going on. There. For me. I would say go rent Kubo. Go go see Coraline. But I afterwards. I think I think got the biggest. This I think is probably got I, the biggest I, cast. I, I kind of think right. for me. I, I think really as no, much as the supporting Theron? cast is great. Oh, I think yeah. I really wanted to see more. Lionel Frost Adventures. I think Jackman's okay, work I here. Okay, I can see. I can see yeah. that. They, this is a nice build. So uh, this is like I'll Batman Begins. You. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and of course, I'll, I'll meet you in the fact that the rest of the voices are just okay. Even Galifianakis, maybe great, wasn't a good word. Mm-hmm. But I think that Jackman really gives a lot to Frost, just because he's imperfect. You know, he wants to be somebody, and he's willing to do kind of inappropriate, uh, rough measures to get there. But you do believe that he's good at heart, and and I think that's a good balance in his character. And Jackman doesn't just bring on his Australian accent. He kind of he kind of mixes it up a little bit. You don't really he's know what's British. in it first. He's more British. I just I don't know. I got a kick out of him trying to make friends with this creature and then try to get him to this place. And again. I'm a sucker for a road trip. It's movie. kind, of, yeah, but it's first of all, you have to suspend your disbelief that there's a Sasquatch running around. Sure, <laughs> and yeah. the fact that nobody realizes that he's Bigfoot, just no one. He gets on a train again. It could be a winking nod from the from the directors going, "Okay, we're we we're mixing this. modern tropes. We know he's Bigfoot. Just go with it." But nobody, no one says a thing no, about that he's Bigfoot, and he's like eight <laughs> feet tall. And no one, no one says a thing about it. And I, I want the movie to do I, well. I just can't I think, recommend you I, go see it this weekend. I, 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 and I also like the way the ending doesn't really end the way you think it's going to end. I, I think there's a couple little, couple right. little twists there, and it's nice. I, again, I think it's a simple. And then there's a whole bunch of death. Yeah, there is. It's a simple, enjoyable, but not great. And you movie. know your kid if you, if you don't want. Uh, 
characters dying. Well, I'll tell you what. He he got through the opening of Shazam, no, which no, I'm was not, pretty I'm, I'm, not I'm talking to the listener right now. You oh. know your kid. Oh. We all know you. Vinny, Vinny can handle something Vinny like that. Vinny can handle almost if you, an R-rated if movie. If your, kid, if your kid is necessarily sensitive, even if it's a villain getting killed, like if your kid was scared at Shazam with all of the monsters... They will not like this. I think I think Shazam was more intense, especially the opening sequence where mm-hmm. you know he's he's in the car and the and the drivers are going. That was kind of freaky. But uh, no, I, I finally I th- saw Shazam. By the way, I think, I think what oh. I did a double feature. I saw Missing I Link and I went to go see. He, Shazam. he went right after. I enjoyed it. Not, um, not as much as and of course I was spoiled by you. I'm, people. I'm amazing that I didn't see that was only made for eighty million dollars. Shazam. Mm-hmm. I'm very good. impressed by that. And but uh, no, I mean I think Missing Link's good. I, I think you could take the kids to see it. I, I don't think the parents need as much alcohol as they would at Dumbo. <laughs> um, don't I, see Dumbo. I think Hugh Jackman's oh. voice work and and his character. I, I want to see more of that. Okay. Would you? All right. Let's say since I had that double feature, and now, yeah. would you rather take your kids to go see your kid to go see Shazam or Missing Link? I think Shazam. I, I think Shazam, just because it's got the superhero thing, but they also kind of have some tongue in cheek. That is more fun of a family it. movie. Well, it is. It, they're both family movies, it is. and there's a lot of death in both of them. And really, you know, you could have brought Mark Strong's bad guy into Missing Link. <laughs> Mark Strong. Okay, once again, because he's superhero, superhero villains are not done well. I know. They're, you know why? Because they're just kind of like, okay, you want to take over the world, but we got to get this guy, his story set. You're just a bad guy. Well, exactly. I would even say that the bad guys in Missing Link are better than the bad guys in Shazam. Yeah. Because, I mean, Stephen Fry's character was great. His All of his assistants are so afraid of this Lord. He walks around, mm-hmm. and he's like, I want to find him. I want to find Frost. And he's whipping this knife around. It's just funny. And I, Stephen Fry, he was good in that part. And uh, that Timothy Oliphant like, is great. And he's got, he like, is. weird scars he's on his like, head. He's got, like, the Fu Manchu, and he's got he's bald, and he's got three scars across the top of his head. And I, I knew it was him. It's just, he's like, and Carter, Carter Burwell does the music. Yes. Oh, and well, so I love him. It's good. Yeah, it's really well it, It's it's well scored. And I don't know. I, I think it's a quick little breezy, enjoyable, and also simplistic. I think it doesn't try to be like Ruben Brandt, which had all these themes mm-hmm. and stacked upon each other. I think this is more of a... You know, take your kid to the movie. You know, throw some skittles down his throat, and he'll enjoy this movie. I, I did I it, like it. Did it go super fast? So you fast? did not like I, it. I, I like it, but I don't love it. Oh, I, it's okay, not. It's right. not a bad movie. It's just no. not. It's not. But you wouldn't put it above like Shazam. No, I want to see that. Okay. Was, so it sounds like a BC type of film, right? A yeah, average. Mix. It's you're fine. Mixed, he likes you're it. At, you, you're. I, I probably give it a solid B to a B plus. I have to watch it again. Alrighty, well, I, I, I rank it fourth. Then looks five. like she's laboring over there, going. No, mm. no. Well, she's I, not. Um, you're not going to see it, and don't wait when it comes out in see, supple months. I would see, see it, it then. Okay. There's but, just uh, too much. But, we see too but, many but, but movies. Let's put it this way, yeah. If, 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 with the upcoming High Life next week and Shazam, I, I mean, most people. I would put it behind that. Most people see, at the most, five movies a year. Yeah. Well, they need to see more. And they do. Well, on Redbox well, and, and Netflix. Let's put it this way, Lynn. Go go for five dollars on Tuesday at, at uh, Ron. Oh my gosh, there were so many people there on Tuesday. There were, yeah. Well, oh, I can get cool. this. I can get the senior citizen discount. Oh, on so you only pay four fifty at uh, at uh, <laughs> yeah, on Fridays. It. Fridays, because I can get five bucks before. If you like noon. like the the Burwell Carter Burwell, and you like a little bit of a whimsical kind and of you like cool, Leica. Yeah, I mean, and you and Hugh Jackman's good. So if you like those things. 
and you want something that's light. I think that's the biggest thing. If you want a light experience, sometimes you don't want to go to the movies and get hit over the head with themes and morals. But and, you know what? A- another Martha. family movie coming out this weekend. We didn't see Little. We didn't see Penguins, Penguins. the Earth Day movie. And I well, bet... that's April seventeenth. Okay, well, because it always they always do it on Earth Day, or around Earth, Earth Day. Day. But Disney Nature's been doing this now for ten years now. They put out a nature film every April. I enjoyed this one. I, I I hope it does well. But yeah, there are there there are things to see above it. But I think they are they different. You know, right. Different. Well, we're coming into Easter week, mm-hmm. and, and many schools have spring break at this time. But the Shazam mm-hmm. thing and is a very good question uh, to ask uh, people. Mm-hmm. Christians, uh, so uh, they uh, observe Holy Week. Yes. So kids have time. So off we're gonna you, the day after Easter, we're gonna see Endgame. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I uh, cannot wait. Breakthrough. Well, we also praise the Lord. We also get a preview of uh, Long Shot, which is coming up. Yeah. So we're <laughs> ramping up for the spring, but I have a Tony um, uh, art house film for the Downton Abbey crowd. It's oh, called, more British. Yes, it's called The Chaperone. The Chaperone. But the chaperone. it's it's a very American story, and it's it's inspired by true events. Does it come with tea and biscuits? Um, actually, no, because it's set in Wichita, Kansas, and no, New York honey? City. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on a second. It's, <laughs> a, it's a British Back period piece, but it takes place in Wichita, Kansas? No, it's not a British period piece. The people connected to Downton Abbey made it. Okay. But it's it's a very American... Is Maggie Smith in it? Uh, no, but it's No a Maggie very, Smith. It, but uh, Elizabeth McGovern is oh, in I it like from her. Downton Abbey. Okay, so the director of many Downton Abbey episodes named uh, Michael Engler and the writer Julian Fellows. Yes, Julian The creator. Bellows. Yes, who uh, won an Oscar for Gosford Park. Mm-hmm. He's the writer. It's the... Bob Balaban's great in that movie. It's... Oh, it, Bob it's, Balaban doesn't get enough credit for all the movies he he's in. He does not. And he he, he just comes on to a movie and you go, that's going to be good. So this movie um, is produced by the PBS Masterpiece people. And it will be coming to a PBS station near you after its initial release. So if you Wait a minute. They're taking the Netflix <laughs> model? They're yes. going to put it out for a week Whoa. and then they tell Spielberg. <laughs> Spielberg, <laughs> get your E.T. shoes on, brother. It's going to play at a couple art houses, and it opens uh, Friday in St. Louis. Good. And then later this spring, it'll be on PBS. Well, good for Masterpiece thinking outside the box, saying, hey, Netflix can do this. Why can't we do it? Right. And it's getting mixed reviews, but I enjoyed it because I like these things. This is about the actress Louise Brooks. For those oh. of you who don't know she was the hubba hubba girl in the 20s she was a flapper icon and her bob hair pinup girl uh was uh, copied by everybody in the country like so she is 16 years old in wichita kansas she's been accepted at this dance school for a summer program in new york city but her parents won't let her go without a chaperone because it is 1922 so Elizabeth McGovern volunteers. She's a local lady, and she's married to Campbell Scott, uh, son of George C. Anyway, uh, she has her own reasons for going to New York. So to get away from Campbell Scott. (laughs) Hey, he was once very mean to Julia Roberts. (laughs) There's a whole thread about her story. In fact, her story kind of takes precedence over the budding young star. She's a star in the making. But Louise is played by the wonderful Haley Lou Richardson. Okay, and she is who was just in the Dying Teen movie. Yes. And she is uh, uninhibited. Five and feet apart. 
she's uninhibited and and uh, impetuous, and uh, she has she can't wait to get away from Wichita, Kansas. Well, so, who doesn't? <laughs> so who's the who's the lead? Uh, it's it's both of them are, but I would say Elizabeth McGovern a little bit more. So it's based Chaperone. on is it based on a true story? Yes. Is the chaperone part true as well? Yes. Okay. But it, they changed the name, okay. the real name. This is based on a best-selling book by Laura Moriarty. Moriarty? Yes. So I'm sorry I'm having trouble with that name. We sorry. have another Moriarty movie coming up later. It's a struggle. But <laughs> these are the kind of lines <laughs> in this when, because uh, Louise is rather flirty. Mm-hmm. So Norma says to her, men don't like candy that's been unwrapped. Whoa. Yes. Ooh, ooh. And they, and they go to New, and they I'm go to New use York. That. <laughs> Careful, boys. Yes. They go to so, New York. Yes. Yeah, so, so Norma is her travel companion and friend, but she, while Louise is at dance class, she goes off on her own investigation because she was an orphan oh, in New York she's City. She's looking for her parents. And Clive, she, yes, Clive Danner. And she movie. was one of the orphan train. People. Oh, and, that, she, and they yes. wound up in Wichita. Yeah, and she was adopted by Kansas farmers. Oh. So she goes on her journey to find her parents, and she does meet her mother, Blythe Danner, who's wonderful in she's you know always. five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's she's like Bob, beautiful. Bob Bellman. He, she's another woman. She pops up on the screen. She's just good. So wait a minute. She's only in the movie for five minutes? Blythe Danner. What a, gr- what a great reunion. <laughs> Mary O'Dell. <laughs> well, maybe 10. Mm-hmm. Maybe 10. Miranda. But it's it's complicated, you Miranda know, because Otto. the mom, mm. you know, obviously put her up for adoption. And the orphanage is called the Home for Friendless Girls. Ooh. Ooh. Isn't That's worse that than like harsh? Little Orphan Annie. I know. Gosh. Isn't that harsh? Very depressing. And it's run by these battle axe nuns. Of course they are. So Elizabeth makes friends with the custodian who is played by Geza Rorig. You might remember that name from Son of Sam. Oh. He's that guy. Oh, okay. That, oh, don't even get me started about that movie. So he's playing creepy? No, he's playing a nice guy. But you kept you kept having flashbacks to Son of Sam. Well, he was so sad. I mean, it was it broke your heart his performance in Son of Sam. Those eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So anyway, he's a nice guy and he helps her out, and so it's all very complicated. But uh, there's the dance teachers. It's a husband and a wife, and the husband keeps going on about how Louise is a star in the making, and you can see the wife is going to get jealous, but they don't really develop that. That's for later. Uh, <laughs> it's Ruth St. Dennis and Ted Sean. The guy, the husband choreographer, is the guy we saw in American in Paris. Oh. Michael Fairchild. Nice. Yeah. Fairchild. So, so there's all sorts of uh, uh, interesting little bits. Uh, some people don't think it... it it moves well. It's a snooze. I found it fascinating. The 20s period is impeccably produced. Obviously, the clothes, the outfits, the scenes. And I imagine with all the movies that have come out about that period, you have to kind of make it your own somehow. Yeah. And to me, it's fascinating. This girl becomes Louise Brooks, the toast of the town. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you uh, want to know about Louise Brooks, she w- uh, she put the roar in Roaring Twenties. She's Ooh. a sex symbol. Yes. Her work lives on now, in the silent screen. Is the wrapping still on her candy? No, she's dead. Uh, uh, well, oh. no, uh, uh, the very sad thing oh. at the end, they bring this up, but it's also in her biography. 
she was sexually abused oh, by a the teacher. Oh, at the dance school? Was, when she was nine. Oh, so no, no at back home in Wichita. In Wichita. So, so, so she confesses that to uh, um, the the chaperone. Okay. So anyway, so it's uh, she. So only it's pretty had deep. A, yeah. Public she service announcements. Stop abusing people. people. I know. Yeah, she had a idea. career from 1922 <laughs> to 1938. So the movie ends with her back in Kansas. Her career's not going well. In uh, they don't say this, but I read her uh, biography, and she turned on Public Enemy with James Cagney. Oh, so she really? didn't want to get she didn't want to get a grapefruit in the face. Uh, yeah, no, which you know changed the life of Jean Harlow. Mm-hmm. So they credit that with her um, thing. But Pandora's Box is considered a classic. Yes, and uh, early twentieth century cinema. Yes, and she was in a movie called A Girl in Every Port. Yeah. Yeah, don't think they're going to remake that one. No. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, she so was you in like, 17 so, silent films and 8 sound movies. So should you go out and see this or should you wait till it comes a masterpiece? Um if you like this period and uh you're a fan, I Is this kind of like a it's going to be your kind of thing or is this more of a can anybody go can, can anybody without knowing one thing about the Downtown Abbey or anything go and enjoy this movie? Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. And there's no car chases or fights or There's no you know, nobody's in tights and anything. So it's basically <laughs> just How does New your, York in 1920 look? Um it looks like they, you know, made sure that Is nothing, it like Streets of New York? Uh, no, they don't. It's not as great. Gangs in New York. It, Gangs it in looks, New York. It looks inviting and pretty. Uh, really? Yeah. They 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 but have a. Nineteen twenties New York was not necessarily inviting and pretty. I know, and they have a ice cream. Carl, you um, see this fist? Soda fountain, <laughs> and uh, all that. But but it's you know I just think the acting because Haley Lou Richardson is a ball of fire. Mm-hmm. And she can actually dance and move gracefully. Nobody really pay, uh, knew what modern dance was in Kansas. No. no. But Louise Brooks's mom, she was very artistic, and she played piano. Oh, we got to send her to New York. They'll so, know what to do with her there. So it was fun. It was fun to see. You know, it's just one of those, I guess, rags to riches stories. You it's know, good. Like those are, those are always good to watch. But mm-hmm. Elizabeth McGovern, let's talk about her for a little bit. She has resurfaced as a really good actress because she was in Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. But I first remember her in Ordinary People, and she was in a ragtime as Evelyn wow. Nesbitt back in the early 80s. 40 years ago. Yeah, and then she's, because Robert Redford basically handed her first role for Ordinary mm-hmm. People. She's Timothy Hutton's girlfriend. Friend. Well, not not girlfriend. Ordinary People. Wow. Yeah. Right. And so, so. Mary Charlie Moore was Yeah, robbed. like what happened to her? And now she's a matron, but she's got a lot of gravitas and, uh, it's just nice to see somebody come back and have a career in middle age because mm-hmm. that doesn't happen with the ladies. But I recommend it, and I would, you know, if you just got too much to do, just wait for it to be on PBS. But if you actually like these kind of stories, I So let, let me I ask you a question. A so is it kind of like the what you reviewed last week, Diane, a sweet little movie that people can just kind of go out and enjoy? Yeah, I think so. And I, uh, one thing I would have liked, I would have liked more about Louise's career. Yeah, but that's not the story. This it's called the chaperone. It's about the chaperone. A chaperone. Louise is just a catalyst. Right there, you go. Look at that catalyst, just like ketchup. Boom. All right, so we didn't see Little, and we didn't see Hellboy, and we didn't see After. Um, yeah, Hellboy, the reimagining, the remake is got it, It's not looking good. Number one, first sign of terror for a critic is when it's not screened. 
Number two is when I get a headline from you know pretty good critic that I like. I forgot his name, but I read all this stuff. <laughs> it, it's, it's best, or, you're, or you're protecting it, the critic. It's best that I not know his name, but he just said, this is the worst movie <laughs> of the year. Well, I thought Dan and I were talking before we started, and I said, maybe they did this because D- they want to incorporate Hellboy into the maybe. DCU, the DC extended universe i thought maybe this would be a they're what? bringing david barber in just who's on a break from stranger yeah, things stranger things good and actor so, and so maybe you know ron perlman's getting up there maybe, yeah you know, he is if they're going to reboot hellboy do it and then bring him in to this but it seems but like it, that's it seems not the like, case and, and look if, if I, since i couldn't see the movie i read reviews and I, and I read three or four reviews and some people thought you know, Ian the Shane's in it, and when he's in a movie, it's going right. to be good. So he seems to be he the saving grace. He seems to be in the in the trailers. He seems to be his, a stronger his figure, stronger presence than David. And and the thing about I've heard is that David Harbour, they say, is not a bad actor, not bad in the Harbour. movie, but <laughs> he he just kind of seems to get trapped behind the makeup and and not be able to give a performance, and, and that's really hard because it's a lot of makeup. I mean, Ron Perlman, you could still see Ron Perlman behind that makeup. Well, that makeup. was 20 years ago. Yeah, and it was also Guillermo del Toro who right. was doing those movies. This one just seems to be, they say it's long, it's not paced well, the story's not good, and you don't really care about Hellboy when really you should. He's kind of like this demon child who's been given this this mission and what I, what I can hear is that at best, it's just something you can watch like breezy Kind of trashy fun, but at worst, it, they they say it's like the worst movie of the year. Did you uh, hear anything about Little? Um, I didn't. Um, all I heard was uh, one of one of our great guys at Allied was saying you didn't see Little Joe Moskus. He's mm-hmm. like, but I need you to go on the internet and post a picture of yourself ten years ago and a picture of yourself today. So that's pretty much all I know about this I, movie. I do like the fact that it's produced. The girl playing the little girl, she's on Blackish. She's also one of the producers oh, of the film. Good, and I think that's great. And is it is it uh, Regina Hall? Yes, who She's I really old. like. I'll tell you what. Yeah, she she just she was in a uh, Showtime series which I really like, Black Monday with Don Cheadle. That was she was good. They don't that. know if they're going to renew that or not. They're probably not because it's kind of it's based semi loosely based on, on the true story of the stock market crash in the late '80s. So mm-hmm. they could go after it. I, I want them to. I mean, it started kind of rough, but she's really good in that. I mean, she's got a, she's got, she's like Regina King. She's got kind of like that presence. Well, she got raves last year and some critic awards for her performance in. She played the, the restaurant manager. Yeah, yeah. What was all that? the oh, girls? All, some girls. Uh, it was. It's. It's like a. It's like a Hooters type of restaurant. It was. Yes. It was a very, and Haley very indie, in very too. indie, mm-hmm. very indie. Yes, type it film. was good. I don't see all the support the girls. Support the support girls. The yes, because the. Uh, I, I thought. I thought she bras. was good, but I thought the movie was just so slow. Yeah, it was. Kinda... But she was good. I got to interview her a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, girls was, trip. Well, yeah, was it Think Like a Man too? Mm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. She and the Terrell. The DJ guy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they came to St. Louis, and I talked to her uh, just myself because she was a journalism major. And oh. I said, has that helped you be an actress? And she goes, absolutely. <laughs> and good. so, yeah, so she was very personable. And she is always good, but we didn't see it because it was Tuesday night, and I teach, and Dan was at High Life. I was at, with, yeah, and that, with, we'll talk about that next, next, next week, week. with and the lovely week. Juliet Binoche. Issa Rae from Insecure on HBO, she plays the friend. Okay, I like her. Yeah, she had, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, she had that show. Is it still going? Or yeah, Insecure. Well, okay, I know they did at least three seasons, so I don't know. It seems to she's play. A, she's a very 
hot commodity. She was also she in, It seems uh, to play Ready whenever Player One. Yeah. yeah, it seems to play whenever the Sarah Jessica Parker show is playing. So maybe it's coming back. Uh, yeah, divorcing. Yeah, divorce. She's just an it Thomas girl. Thomas Hayden Church. Yes, it's a Ray. She's a divorce. She's a uh, it girl. Okay, so the other movie we didn't see is a teen thriller After. called After. After. And I looked this up, and the characters are named Tessa and Selma. Harden. Blair. Which gives you an idea. Tessa and Harden. Harden <laughs> oh, is played by Hero Fines and uh, Fines Hero uh, hyphen Fines. Tiffin. His mother is Rafe and Joseph's sister, Martha. And he played the 11 year old Tom Morvolo Riddle. Tom Riddle. In, uh, yeah, in uh, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. And Selma Blair plays the heroine's mom. And it's one of these romances where will she or won't she? She's going to give it up. Oh, Peter uh, Gallagher's this is a in guy, it, too. This, this guy is a Peter Gallagher. Eyebrows. Complicated. Playing his, uh, it seems like he's playing his dad. And uh, so Selma Blair filmed it with her. She's got MS, and she is 46 years old. And so that's kind of her return to the screen since her diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So, and we didn't see it. We didn't see it because they tend not to show these films to us. That's not true. They showed us Midnight Sun. They did. Yeah. And they yeah. showed us Five Feet Apart, and we didn't see it. Yeah. Five Feet well, Apart was kind of like a decision one. I, I had something else to see that week, and I chose, and I, I think I chose the wrong movie. Whatever came out with Five Feet Apart, I should have saw Five Feet Apart. Well, sometimes they have them on no. the same nights, but well, yeah. also, yeah. Like next week, I will have no movies to review because oh, I chose to see oh. the hockey game rather than Penguins Lynn, last night. I-, I chose to go on a date with you instead of watch Five Feet Apart. We watched the lovely Snoozeville called Gloria Bell. That's Ew. right. That was did. the five. Feet, that was the Tuesday. Was we had five feet oh. apart at Creek Core or Esquire, and we were over with, with the lovely Diane at, at at the High Point back lot, and watching and, yes. uh, Julia Miller spend half the movie naked. Right. Yay! Which leads us to DVD releases that you can watch <laughs> at home. Shall but, we start with the worst movie ever? Yes, Holmes, Holmes and, and Watson. Watson. So now. Lynn, I, 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 let me touch your shoulder to see if you have bruises from that bulletproof yes, vest. I do. But, um, Lynn, Lynn, the Lynn put on the bulletproof vest that we all have to wear at some point. I did for Captive State. She did for Holmes and Watson. It's not good. You have to take these right in the chest. I try not to see bad movies. Okay, You're never so, getting these minutes back. I know. I tried to stick with it longer than most people because most people left it at left the theater at 15 minutes. No really? way. Yes. That's really? not. But Don't I do that. I lasted till the the parody of the ghost. Will so you stopped scene. watching it? Yes. Midway. Midway because it is so painfully unfunny and so awful. Okay, so what is wrong with it? It's it's Will it's, Ferrell. it's totally misguided. It misses Shake and Bake. It's not the bromance that you expect from those two. And they're doing fake British accents. Fake British accents are bad. So John C. Riley starts off with uh, this fake British accent narrating the film. It's Holmes and Watson meet on the playground. It's back in the nineteenth oh, so century. It's already dumb. But it's God, the it modern take about the kids, and it's awful. So Holmes is persecuted, <laughs> and Watson becomes his, at, at the time, chubby little friend. And then they grow up, and Will Ferrell as Holmes is absolutely insufferable. And, and of course, you know, I mean, with, with what he's going up against, Benedict Cumberpatch 
Robert Downey Jr. Basil Rathbone starts off so ridiculous and so silly. Professor Moriarty, who is Ray Fiennes, is on trial. (laughs) Jared Harris. And they are waiting for Holmes to come with evidence that will convict him. But he's trying on silly hats. And he's doing all these goofy things. What's is the selfie? Or did you make it to the selfie part with the queen? Yeah, I got that part. Okay, so sorry. So it's it's so unbelievably like what is it is like? Tongue? Are we just are they trying to be bad? Uh, uh, it's not even a fun parody of like we're gonna we're gonna it's like that scary stuffy, movie like stuffy British people. Will Ferrell is so pompous as Holmes, really? and then Watson is What's his sidekick. But I don't understand why this even got greenlighted. The guy who wrote it is Ethan Cohen. Yes, and he. He's one of Mike Judge's uh, proteges. Yes, he's, um, he also wrote Garfield, and the reason that Bill Murray did the voice for Garfield, because he saw it and he thought it was Ethan Cohen, <laughs> and it's not. Yeah, it's Ethan Cohen. Ethan Cohen. He did Die Hard. He did Men in Black 3, Tropic Thunder. Which Die Hard? Um, Which Die Hard? Not Die Hard, Get Hard. Oh, Get Hard. Get hard. Oh, okay. oh, that's I, the, yeah. that's the Kevin Ferrell. Smith. Will Ferrell connection. Uh, Kevin, well, Kevin Hart. Isn't that... Uh, um, no, didn't the, Kevin Smith it, write was, that? Oh, it's, did he? Um, Kevin John Hart, C. Riley. Oh, no. I'm thinking of uh, Walk Cop hard. Out. Walk Hard. Walk Hard. Like, okay, right. never mind. We're because, all confused because, about everything. Because Get Hard <laughs> is where Will Ferrell goes to is prison like the Bernie Madoff like yeah, guy. Yeah, that Kevin movie Hart sucks. That was terrible. Oh, so, so he, he you know had a hand in King of the Hill and Beavis and Butthead. And so this is just sophomoric Stupid humor, but the sometimes weird... that's funny. But guess, I know. But guess I what know. came on the other night? One of my favorite movies, the Downey Jr. Jude Law, Guy Ritchie, Sherlock. Holmes oh yeah, movie. well this this pales in comparison. Well, guess who plays the bad guy, Carl? Who? Mark Strong. Uh, that's right. That's he's right. good in that one. It's well, just, it's such a good movie. This is like remember on SNL when Will Ferrell would play that really arrogant professor yeah. in the hot yeah. tub. Sure. He has that kind of voice. Uh, yeah. And it's it's and just, that's good for a bit, but it's oh, not good yeah. for an hour it's, and a it's, half. Oh no. So I stopped where At what John C. Riley and a woman doctor the played minutes. by what minute mark did you uh, stop? Played by you're going to be be sad about this, Rebecca Hall. Hmm. Oh, not Rebecca Hall from yeah Iron Man three. Yeah, Rebecca Hall. The town. No. So they have this dead body. Okay, and this they're doing bad. they're doing the autopsy. But the Righteous Brothers song uh, from Unchained Melody, yeah, Melody? Unchained Melody is playing, and they shoot it like the pottery scene from Ghost. From Ghost, which is a thirty-year-old movie. What is that about? And know. it just was so disgusting. I had to turn it. I go. I cannot watch this anymore. I cannot so watch. So what this minute autopsy. mark? So um, I I actually uh, can't tell because. I had to stop it, you know, a couple times and go and go. She, like, has to, she had to stop and apply, uh, have some morphine to her wounds. And oh, during... and and that, speaking of drugs, that's another thing. Um, Holmes, like Will Ferrell, goes, "Oh, um, you know, something about cocaine, snorting cocaine." And then he goes, "Where is my opium?" And Kelly McDonald plays the housekeeper. Oh, not Kelly McDonald. Yes, Kelly McDonald. So this won the Razzies for worst picture. Worst supporting actor, yeah. John C. Riley. Worst director, 
And then it was nominated. Bhutan. Oh, and then worst remake ripoff or sequel. And also, uh, it was nominated for worst duo or couple. Yeah, nominated for worst just, screen couple they for trashing their Talladega Nights. Yeah, for for uh, uh, trashing two of literary's most beloved characters. Oh yeah. I mean, it just is one horribly misguided. Hor- the the. The sexual innuendo is just ridiculous. It doesn't mean... And, and Holmes is a buffoon. Holmes is not a buffoon. Why would they even do that? He, Holmes is is portrayed by Downey Jr. as just kind of a kind of a, a, a cast-out drug... I mean, he, he's a drug addict and an alcoholic, but he was he's a brilliant detective. Right. And that was what you... I mean, that's what made him so good. He was kind of this, like, this imperfect good guy. Well, these are some of the takeaways. Uh, Holmes eats an ap- uh, an onion like an apple hmm. and gives one to John Watson. C. Riley. So they're sitting there eating onions like apples. What's that about? And then uh, they're always applauding Holmes for his reputation because he's infallible and he's just... All this preening, and then he meets the queen, and oh, they have this most horrible death scene. Uh, it's Holmes's birthday. They bring in this cake that a guy is in, like a stripper dude. That you know, what is that about? And so they're trying to get it open with a knife. How many and writers are attached guy. to this thing? <laughs> and they, this sounds they like a bad the movie where they best pass the laptop around with first draft. And it they just is keep going. So off target, and it's so vulgar and so crude. I just was mystified that this even got that. It went well, that far. Anyway, so it got greenlit because of. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. That's yes. the only reason it got greenlit. Right, and I can see why people. But guess what? Out. Guess what time when they go in to go do one of these Step Brothers too? Is it going to be like Holmes and Watson? No. So anyway, it's just oh, it's just yeah, Jeez. it's just one of those that I'm glad I saw what I did, but now I I it is I wasted time. So I think I got 45 minutes in. But you know why? It's because you are a film critic. And like I did with Captive State, sometimes you have to watch the stinkers. They, they make you appreciate the golden ones. Yes. And then we have one that is a little odd that's on DVD. Now, but, but first, can I just tell you, yeah. can I give you some medicine for watching Holmes and Watson? <laughs> watch Sherlock Holmes 1 and Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows and you'll be good. Oh, I know. I've seen those. I know, but and you the, have to watch yes. them now to wash it out. Yeah, our Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, yes. Benedict Cumberbatch. So Dr. we Strange. we have the bizarre movie. Steve Carell is is wonderful. I did in not this. see this. Welcome movie. to Marwin. Yes, welcome to Marwin. It did horrible. It was much delayed. Robert Zemeckis of Forrest Gump fame yeah. did it. It's flight too. Speaking right? of stop motion, mm-hmm. it has stop motion because it's based on a true story of this photographer artist who is beaten up. They thought he was badly. gay. Yeah, they thought he was gay, but he was really just a cross dresser. But maybe he was. So anyway, he was a cross-dresser in a small town. He was in a bar, and they beat him up so bad that he had brain damage. And part of his therapy is recreating uh, scenes from World War II. And Leslie Mann moves across the street, and he falls in love with her, and she has to let him down. But it's Mm -hmm. interesting because if you like Steve Carell, Mm -hmm. I was with it. I thought it was very ambitious. It doesn't all work, but... I give them props for trying. Did you watch it? Yeah, I saw it at the movies. I saw the screening. Yeah, I asked um, somebody from the movie company, and I said, hey, how come they're not releasing this and doing this for, like, awards season? 
And he looked at me and said, there's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. We wondered that too. Cause we were like, why, why is, are they burying this? Because it's not very good. Yeah. No, but I just enjoyed Corel and, uh, it was interesting. How it's the, very uh, animation? sad. I thought it was fine. Cause you know, Zemeckis is, he mm-hmm. did who framed Roger Rabbit. Back to the future. And, and that, so he's got, I thought it was very well, uh, in terms of technical aspect, it's just the story is just really, really sad. Because it's based on a true story. Yeah. And there was a documentary on this mm. uh, years ago, which we got. And uh, so the, everybody says the documentary is much better. And I cannot remember the name of the documentary. But and you then, know what? Yeah. The movie that you should see that's out on DVD this week? On the Basis of Sex? Yes. RBG. I didn't really like this. An movie Army that Hammer. Much. Yeah, actually, I thought it was I, kind of a flat, like really retelling. I mean, and he, he, even her, who she's a great actress, and the ever Felicity so Jones. bland as Lamb, Army <laughs> Hammer, is in it. And it, it, I don't know. I watched it. and I was like, I thought was. Well, I was reading a book instead of watching a movie. Well, the documentary is so RBG much better. Is much yes. better. Yes, Very better. Yeah, and much better. and this is like the big bad villain is Sam Waterston as the evil yeah. professor who is going to go up against Skinner his from newsroom. student. And and they make it. I mean, uh, obviously, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was Ginsburg. a ch- Ginsburg was a. I just reversed that. Was a <laughs> was Ginsburg a Bader. champion hey, of giddy. gender issues mm-hmm. at an early age, and she had this perfect marriage to this Marty, who plays by uh, Army Hammer. Hammer, and uh, they really were married over fifty years, and he died. But he was really supportive. He was in law school, same time she was. He got testicular cancer, and she took care of him while going to law school and raising their kids. Wow, she is quite a woman. So they show the domestic bliss, but then she has a rebellious teenage daughter because it is the '60s, and then about how the daughter's got to learn to appreciate the mom. So there's a lot of soap opera things. There's a lot of Lifetime TV movie things. I personally don't want to see Ruth Bader uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg have sexy time with her husband. Yeah. <laughs> Army Hammer. Yeah, I mean, you but, know, they but have of the to three movies in. you've talked about. You would rather see on the basis of sex than Marwin or Holmes and Watson. Oh, yes, because it does tell you about a case in Supreme Court history that changed Mm -hmm. things about... about gender mm-hmm. for caregivers because she defends a guy who was home taking care of his mother and the IRS didn't want to give him a deduction for being the caregiver because he was a man. Oh, oh. so this it's is reverse a, discrimination. Yes. Yeah. So Ruth did many of these uh, type of cases champion that, but this was her first big one and she made her name on this one and it shows just what she was up against in the man's world. Hmm. There's one other movie out on um, DVD or Blu-ray or Netflix or whatever this week. It's the dog movie. A Dog's Way Home. Oh, did anybody no, see that? We no, we did not see I this. Not, no. I don't think they screened this I already saw A Dog's Purpose. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think they're, they're like saying this is that's like the same kind of story yeah. because the dog's talking to you. Yeah, well, if you notice, uh, we're saying there's a theme here about what is on screen for us. We have uh, kind of lame team romances that's going to have a, cr- a critic-proof audience, just like the Medea movies are never mm-hmm. shown to us because it's a critic-proof audience. Right. And then we have the dog and the <laughs> the dog. They movies. screened a dog's <laughs> purpose for us, and it was fine. Yeah. 
It was fine. It's, it's, it's like you, when you you know you, you have it, you watch it, and you forget about John it. John Ortiz is in that movie. Yeah. Oh, he's good. He's always good. But, he's really, he, but that's based on a true story, and they fictionalized his part, and I didn't like that. Well, if you're if you're a dog person and you have children, of course this is like mm-hmm. put it in, and then you can go you know clean the <laughs> kitchen, you know put the movie in and yeah, and then see about half of it when you're walking around the house putting away laundry and doing dishes. Right, adulting. Adulting. Yeah, you can adult while uh, the kids watching it. And then this week, uh, Wizard World was over the weekend. Did you gentlemen go? My daughter I went all not. three days. I went Friday and Sunday. So what did you think? I thought it was a lot smaller than it was before. Uh, I had a good time while I was there. Uh, Thomas Ian Nicholas from American Pie. Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. He was selling uh, his signature on baseballs. Oh, good stuff. Good and the the redheaded Gardner. the redheaded kid from American Pie too. Chris Owens, right? He they were they were in booths next to each other, and but Thomas Ian, I'm walking in, and all of a sudden there's Thomas Ian Nicholas playing guitar, singing instead of Stacy's mom, he's singing Stifler's mom, <laughs> which is very clever. And he he's serenading people as they walk in. I thought that was really fun. Well, last year my class at SIU got to interview him by Skype. He was the most gracious, delightful fun person his little kid came walking in because he's a dad you know yeah. and he's got the studio he does music he was so kind to my students and i had them d- develop questions beforehand and this guy asked him my favorite question of the day what's it like having three first names <laughs> <You know? laughs> like a serial killer <laughs> you know because i have a feeling that his real last name is an italian name yeah but he just raved about all his career opportunities because of rookie of the year and American Pie, and he's still boyish and genuine, and loves to do what oh, he wants to do. Oh, he's got a full do. beard now. Oh yeah, Good and, for him. And, and he wanted to, you know, because he was a child actor, mm-hmm. yeah. rookie of the year, and he said his parents were like, "If you want to audition, fine, but if you don't, play outside." You know, they mm-hmm. weren't pushy stage people, and he has his irons in a lot of fires. You know, I mean, he has a, a you know, he's he's doing a lot of things, but music is a passion, and he has a band. That now the name escapes me, but you can look it up and all the things about him. But he comes back all the year. He just loves to have that interaction with fans. Holly Marie Combs was there. Ernie Hudson was there. Sean Astin saw him. Uh, let's see who else. And he loves see? to talk to people too. Yes, he did. Uh, Ernie Hudson wasn't there on Sunday. And then the only person that was there just for Sunday was Jason Momoa. And they, there were a lot of people. Momoa. Yes. Yeah, I saw the line. I figured it was going to be a zoo. The only time, it was. the only window I had to go was that Saturday, was that Sunday morning with that time. And I thought there's going to be no parking and there would be such a zoo. And I thought, well, it was, it was fine. It was fine. And my daughter bought some artwork and she's a nerd about Japanese manga and anime. And so she really loved it. These are my people. And I said, you are not alone. Yeah. This is, it's actually kind of mainstream now. I know. And uh, I have a friend whose daughter is really into the anime mm-hmm. and does the cosplay every year and comes and has a ball. So it is. It's you find your tribe. You're not, you're not alone. It is very mainstream. Uh, people, people don't know this, but you have to pay for the opportunity to get pictures with these people. Yes, uh, for a picture with Jason Momoa was $160, I believe. Wow. <laughs> Lynn, Lynn is a loss for words. It's like cardinal care. 
well, the first year I went, or the winter warm up, the first yeah, year I uh-huh. went, you I didn't realize. I didn't realize how much. But it's for that's for charity, much. right? This is for. But see, Jason Momoa is walking down the down the avenue to get to his uh, photo shop. He was stopping and talking to kids. Kids were like. Aquaman, and he would stop, and like the his security would try to push him away, and uh, he gave Kevin Brackett, a friend of ours, a fellow critic, he was taking pictures. He gave his son a high five after moving security out of the way to oh, make sure that he cool. could still do it. So that's good for him. It's not it's not the stars that are doing this; it's the people that are paid to take care of the stars. Yes, yeah. that's right. And uh, they they sign on because they know what it's going to be like. They know it's going to be meet and greet. They know what's involved. And That's uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and usually we get access to do interviews. I wasn't able to do any this year, but I would have loved to have been er- uh, meet Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. Uh, our buddy Max, who you can hear me with Max every Saturday night on KTRS. Shameless plug. Max on movies. Shameless plug. <laughs> um, he took his son, Oscar, to go see Ernie Hudson, and oh, they yeah. had a good time with Ernie. That's good. I heard Max's review the other day of uh, Wonder Park. It was delightful. Oh, it was. It wasn't Max's review. It was Oscar's Oscar review. Oscar's review. I That's what I meant. I was driving for Uber, and I turned that on on Saturday night, and that was great. It was. It was adorable. And I, and I love the way that Max was pulling him with questions, and Oscar was handling every one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very poised for. Yeah. For, Good boy, yes. Oscar. So what else do we got? So one of our favorite uh, uh, franchises, Batman. I think we can all agree. We're, I'm Batman. We're big Batman fans. Uh, May 4th through 6th is going to be re-release of the Tim Burton Batman. Oh, so Tim Burton was good. Two of them. Yes. They're not going to do uh, Batman Forever or Batman and They're Robin. adding those, God. so I don't know they why are? they announced it. Like, we're, uh, the Tim Burton I would movies. love to watch Batman Returns again. Because the reason they're doing this is because it's the 30th anniversary of the uh-huh. 1989, 1989 Batman. Christopher with Walken. Jack, with uh, Jack Shrek. Nicholson. Where does he get those toys? If you watch all four of these, you'll find out that in the first Batman movie, uh, Two-Face, Harvey Dent, is Billy D. Williams. Yes. But in the third Batman movie, it's Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yes. And, what happened? And, and in the future movie, it's going to be John Hamm. Anyway. Oh, and then I did not oh. like Batman Forever with Val Kilmer and Nicole Kidman. The nipples. I it hated it. So no, bad. that's the Clooney one. I did not no, mind. No, there were nipples There were nipples okay, in really? Batman Forever, okay. too. There were nipples I all over did, those movies. I did not, my, I did not mind... Uh, Clooney, I'll tell you that. But Chris O'Donnell and was Alicia terrible. Silverstone. Oh, she's and, not and a good Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that was so terrible. And Mr. Freeze. Where, where, where he's telling oh. the thing, sing, sing, sing. And it was, ju- it was Actually, just... Actually, Jim Carrey's oh. not bad as No, he's not. No, Enigma. Batman Forever is campy fun. And that's the only good thing I think about it is Jim Carrey. But as far as next to the other Batman movies, it, it's it's still kind of crap. Oh, but it had a sit, and then once Christopher yeah. Nolan took over, it was like oh, Christopher n- no Nolan. comparison. Well, I, you could actually compare the Christopher Nolan movie to the first Batman. Tim could, Burton yeah, Batman movie. The first Tim Burton Batman is so good. Because Keaton. Actually, Keaton a lot of people so think good. that uh, the... 
Batman Returns holds up better. Better. It I does. Think the, it I does. think the Catwoman part holds and up Danny better. Danny DeVito. But Danny I think that, no, Penguin's gross. Yeah. He's so but he gross. had to be gross. He had yeah. to be gross, though. I, I, I see. I know. I, I For like a the kid's cartoon movie? But I think... Well, I'm sure Warner Burton. Brothers was really happy yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, oh, they I made took, a lot of money. They were happy with that. Okay. I took my, you know, five, uh, you know, like seven and ten-year-old kids to see Batman Returns. And it was so dark, and Penguin was so grotesque. Uh, you know the blood and everything. I thought that and just eating went the fishes. Oh, and then just, oh. and then the whole thing about the army of penguins marching to their death. <laughs> Because they yeah. all have bombs strapped it's very to them. Disturbing. Oh, I just spoiled a thirty-year-old sure, hey, movie. They sure like that two hundred eighty-two million dollar gross, though. Yeah, on an eighty well, million dollar budget. I do think it did get complaints from parents because about it was well, so. Well, then go watch it. I know, but go watch a different. No, but you think you're going to watch again. a Batman movie? The Batman yeah. story. Batman is kind of a dark hero. I mean, he, he he's a vigilante. Well, he's also not a superhero, he's and not. he's so conflicted. And then when Michael he actually Keaton has is a mental disorder. Down, he's very yeah, moody too. When when Michael Keaton's hanging upside down, it's on Kim Basinger, and it's just kind of creepy. Kim Basinger. But Woo. I will say, I saw it a couple Thank years ago out, again. Man. And uh, which one? Uh, t- uh, returns and Michelle Pfeiffer is so good. Isn't as she Cat good? Catwoman. Yeah, especially is she, her, oh. is she better than Anne Hathaway as Catwoman? Oh yeah. Is she better than Halle Berry? As oh Catwoman? yeah. Well, oh yeah. No. Anne, Anne Hathaway was good, but I think Michelle Pfeiffer made that character her own. Oh yeah. Like when they're wanted, dancing like, and they like, figure like, out. Like, who's here's the who. biggest thing: you wanted to oh. see a solo film with Michelle Pfeiffer's character. I, I wouldn't want to watch that with Anne Hathaway. Even though she was good, I don't think she was Michelle Pfeiffer. What about um, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy? I wasn't Annoying. a fan. No, Annoying. I wasn't a fan of of her. That was like her character from Pulp Fiction on Acid Trip. <laughs> yeah, but Jim Carrey's the takeaway from that one, yeah. I think. And, yeah, because uh, Tommy Lee Jones just chews, chews, chews scenery the whole time. Oh, yeah, and yeah. So uh, they're coming out May 4th through the 6th. You can see them. Local theaters are going to have them. I think uh, Marcus is putting them in uh, Chesterfield and a couple other places. And then uh, the just announced Grease sequel. I mean prequel. 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 It's called Summer Lovin'. Even though the song Summer Lovin' is basically what they did that summer. No, not interested at all. But it's really Summer Nights, the song. So uh, it's about how Sandy... Met Danny. Danny. Yeah. So uh, they've only hired the writer. Thanks, Danny. It's uh, what's his name? It's um, John August. He wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Big Fish, two Tim Burton movies. Really? The last so, good Tim Burton movie. Yeah. So next week coming up, we have The Curse of La Llorona. I'm not seeing it. Me either. I, I have a hockey game. I have news that night. You do have a hockey game. It's very important. It's very important. I have to be at the hockey game. Yes. Play and, music. And, blow and, the horn. And the news doesn't uh. stop, so I won't be there. And then High Life is yes. a Dan saw it, and he can't wait because it's Robert Pattinson it is, on it a is roll. Robert Pattinson, artistic uh, French film in in outer space. A lot of sex. A lot of sex. It it, it has. The single greatest solo person sex scene of all time with Juliette Binoche, who makes a really good return to film here. She's got a really good part. She plays a mad doctor. And let's just say that things get weird and bizarre in space when you're on a suicide mission. Oh. But, I mean, it, it was it, when I went into it, I thought it was going to be more 
Paul Walker and hours where he was in the hospital in Katrina with his daughter or his infant daughter, but it actually branched out a lot more. So I'll, I'll go more in depth on that next Thursday. Well, Robert Pattinson's carving a name for himself he in is, the indie market. I'll say this. He is, a, he is doing what every actor should do. You come in, you had that big blockbuster thing with the twilight where you make the money. Then you do what the films you want to do. He takes challenging roles, good life, Good time. La- good time last year. One of my favorites. Challenging role. This one is even more challenging. Wow. He and turns then, up his Clive Owen meter here. And his former girlfriend, uh, co-star, Kristen Stewart. Well, she she is much path. better. She's had that same oh, path, I don't though, so. going to the oh, Indies. But yes. She... Kristen Stewart's good, but, but, but what Robert Pattinson's doing the last few years is pretty darn good, too. I well, would, I would a... say she won the French Academy Award. Good for her. And she's really, uh, if you see her indies. He should win one this year. She drove me crazy in the Twilight movies playing with her hair. No, that's not different. That's that's not not her. But the first Twilight is actually a really good teen romance movie. It's a good movie. movie. It is. Well I stopped after Eclipse. And now now both of them are making artistic choices. And that's good for them. And you know what? Good for them. That's the way you should do it. Yes. I come in. Yes. You know, you build yourself a nest egg and then you you do what you want. And she was very good in Personal Shopper. She was great in that movie. Great in Personal Shopper. Naked in Personal Shopper. Yes. And Robert Pattinson in this movie, he, I mean, it's a movie that he has to kind of like, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of lines, but he just, he's able to give a great performance without giving having a lot of dialogue there is a very uh you know under the radar indie called yellow handkerchief it stars Kristen stewart eddie redmayne before anybody knew who he eddie was redmayne. and then it eddie. has maria bello and william hurt Ooh, maria as the bello. older couple wow. and it's quite a nice film Good. and uh, it's just one of the things that she made pre-twilight i would recommend clouds of sills maria yes that is that's the one she won the french academy yeah. award for that's got julia binoche and chloe grace chloe julia grace binoche. is a little bitch in that movie oh she is and it, I, she's one of my favorites and i love chloe so yes got, well, I, so and then next week we have a couple indies we have penguin highway all these penguin movies I am not going to see that because they're not screening it for us but i did get the link oh well yes and it's an anime so really yeah and maybe you yeah. should send that to me and yeah. then i can yeah. make my yeah. daughter yeah. happy well i i'm gonna go to winnipeg watch a hockey game she can watch yes that i was gonna say carl gets to go so travel with got, the team so we also got uh breakthrough on wednesday um, yes yes breakthrough and penguins on. and then uh there's an aretha franklin movie that i'm currently watching mm-hmm. i had to stop because i had to go to bed and it's uh about when Aretha Franklin recorded an album Is with that this the choir, one? yeah, the in, choir movie in, in uh, L.A. and it's wonderful. And How did you get so, that, that link? Where's that link from? Uh, She'll have to tell you off the air. Okay, yeah, Let's it's keep going. it's from one of the indie people. That. And then we're getting Peter Lou from Amazon Studios. That is based on the 1819 massacre in England. That it was a it was one of the worst in British history. It's pro democratic uh, rally. It uh, is credited with starting the newspaper, The Guardian. Mike Lee directed it secrets and lies guy yes who likes to do a lot of those um true stories so that is from amazon studios so it will be out in theaters but then also available at home amazon prime 
Yeah. So uh, because of the weather, we thought we would talk about our favorite rain movies because I noticed a pattern. You either have the romantic kissing scenes from Spider-Man from the romance movies or you have fights and somehow some crime stories are impending doom. We have a lot of weather movies now because isn't some big storm coming? Uh, the uh, bomb cyclone, they're having another one. Yes, 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 yes. So anyway, we were trying to think of our favorite rain movies, and there's quite a few of them. Well, you, I mean, you, I mean, you pretty much named a couple. My Road to Perdition, the scene with, with, with Tom oh, Hanks and Paul Newman. That is so That good. confrontation, especially the way they shot that scene where you didn't see Tom Hanks' character. You just saw the gunfire in, in, in the drops of rain in the dark. Right. Well, since I'm a girl, I'll do the chick flick ones. Purple Rain. Uh, no. We have Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yes. Hugh Grant and Andy McDow- McDowell. That's just mm-hmm. wonderful. And then for the uh, for the middle-aged romance people, we have Bridges of Madison yeah, County. Yeah, Clint, Clint Eastwood, Eastwood turning up the heat. And Mer- Meryl Streep, when she's got her hand on that car door. Oh, my God. That is just so... That's actually awesome. that's a movie that really holds up well, even if you watch it even ten years from now. That little story about that romance that could have been is is actually sweet. Yes, and then the Notebook. Yes, never saw it. Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams making out, bearded Ryan Gosling making out in that rain. Yes, and they were a couple for a while after that, and I think they won that MTV Movie Awards yes, Best, Best Kiss. Kiss. I want you. Yeah, and so... Uh, we, Blade Runner, even the, the 2049, and yeah, the original so two. Uh, so we have the futuristic movie, so we have The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Matrix, yes. Bullet Time in the Ring. And Blade Runner, and then for fun, we have Rocky Horror. <laughs> Brad and Janet get stuck in the you storm. You have forgotten the best dance sequence of all time. Oh, I haven't forgotten. Singing in the Rain. It's yeah. number one. I yeah, just haven't gotten to there. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that you yes. were counting down, my dear. Yeah, well, no, we're not counting. We're just kind of going through themes. But then we have Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, the end. Yeah. Great stuff. He had to go through 15 oh, yards of crap. Oh, tunnel. my goodness. Now, that is Andy a movie Dufresne. that is better than the short story. It's a great movie. I mean, if you don't get choked up in the end when they're hugging on the beach, I'll tell you what, you, you need to check your heart rate. And that's a movie that did horrible at the box office, it did. but was found on DV, on VHS. It's really well done. DVD. Man. It was it came Frank out Frank Darabont. It came out the same day as Pulp Fiction. Oh, well, think yeah. about that. It's good you move that's a good movie year nineteen ninety five. Okay. And year. and uh Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, good The stuff. Rain, and then uh, In Cold Blood. In Cold Blood, the final scene. <sighs> yeah. John Wick, the, 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 the fight with him and the, the Russian mobster. The late Michael Nyquist in the mm-hmm. end of, of John Wick. And also the, the, the car chase scene, too. Uh, Seven Samurai has a great fight scene in the rain, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was going to, uh, yeah, that's on the list. And Network? Network, yeah. Oh, mad as hell. He's all <laughs> wet. That's great. And then we, uh, Unforgiven. Yeah. How about Cape Fear? Yeah. Oh my God, Daniel was one? so creepy. The second one. Ninety four. Yeah. Hey, going. He asked Clancy, "Why would you shoot my friend? Well, you shouldn't have decorated your your, your place with my, my best friend." friend. What a great, what a great yeah, oh, so Ned, I just want to build my house. And then Bambi. We have Bambi, but it's always so sad. Lady. I know. Now back to the future too. Speaking of Zemeckis and Forrest Gump, and then we have Poltergeist. Has a good rain scene. Oh, that's when they find out that what what's on what's underneath the house. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Joe now Beth that, Williams. Okay, so that is a PG movie, and that, that that last scene is just 
horrible for children. <laughs> I know. I know. And then Evil Dead. The Rain and Evil Dead. Evil Dead 1 or Evil Dead 2? Yeah. What do you think? Both of them? Uh, I can't remember which basically one. Basically, Evil Dead 2 is the same movie as Evil Dead yeah, 1, it's except re- it's a comedy. It's basically the same thing with more laughs. Yes. Oh, and I forgot the chick flick Breakfast at Tiffany's. There you go. There's a good The most scene. racist movie ever made. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You go back and see some of this stuff now? Mickey Rooney is oh. a horrible Asian stereotype. Oh, it is so bad. People, oh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. No, Breakfast at Tiffany's is horrible. Well, it, it it's not. It's unwatchable now because of those things there's a lot of movies like that that you know that we used to like and then you see them again and one of the most popular movies this time of year twister yeah. one of the greatest weather the late, movies the of late all time Bill paxton and late philip seymour hoffman good stuff oh yeah and helen hunt Oof. yeah helen did hunt. they ever settle that hunt. suit about the local guy who claimed they ripped off his script uh i think he lost that wasn't that a Michael Crichton script, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we have indoor outdoor sports this week because the Blues are in the playoffs. I'm going Yay. to Winnipeg in 24 hours. Yeah, and then they're back in in St. Louis Sunday night. Sunday night. So you're going to be really busy. Yes. No and, wonder you have no time. And not going to see any movies. The next movie I will probably see is Endgame. Endgame. Which is the day after Game That's Seven. Small indie film being released by marvel we can't wait can't wait i I want it now and i'm not drinking any coffee that morning no beer no nothing because there's gonna be no intermission and no times to go to the bathroom according to kevin feige oh man that was feige all right that was kevin feige feige is it i don't know I, I, I've heard it pronounced. You're not on, you're not on a first name. So or every, last name basis. I've heard it pronounced like by three different Avengers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Fiji, Figi, Fugi. So everything this month of April is leading us to Endgame. The big tentpole blockbuster gonna be movie of the amazing. year. Spider-Man, Far From Home. Far From Home, yeah. I enjoy the reboot of the new Spider-Man, and yeah. I'm a particular huge fan of this Tom Holland And kid. also Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. So we've got lots to look forward to. Yeah. I will have nothing to contribute next week. <laughs> well, you well, you'll saw, still contribute you your, your good voice. I did your... see Glass. I yeah. Dan and I can argue about Glass because I like Glass and he oh. does not. Yeah, and you know what? I haven't seen it, so I'm going to put that on my list of uh, movies to watch. You should watch Unbreakable first. Yes. Oh, watch I watch Unbreakable. I own a copy of Unbreakable. It's great. I own a Blu-ray. And Night Shyamalan got there first before Christopher Nolan. Did. I personally think Unbreakable is one of those way ahead of their time. Yes, it was. It, it brought it's, on superhero. It's movies. M Night's best movie. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, Sense. You know what the beauty of Sixth Sense was? Nobody spoiled the twist for anybody. And going back on that commentary on the DVD and where they, they said all these little red herrings they put in there. And like, oh, you little. I know. But well, let's so... talk about that next week because I can't contribute to anything next week <laughs> except for <laughs> that. We will, we, we will go over M. Night Shyamalan's and, Rise, and, and, Fall, yes, and Rise. Yeah, and we can talk about he hockey did movies. Av- Avatar. And he did. The last, ender, uh, the last airbender. The happening where nothing happened. All right, my name is Carl Middleman. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Carl the Intern. And you can hear me every Saturday night with Max Foisy on Max on Movies. All right, you can. 
And I'm Lynn Venhaus, and I can be read in the Times newspapers, Webster Everywhere. Kirkwood Times, South County Times, and West End Word. We have a great website, very fancy, slick, new, updated. And I can be heard on KTRS Friday mornings, 1145, with Jay Kanzler and Jennifer Blome. And then I'm pretty much on all the socials. In, there you go. Yeah. At Lynn Venhaus. Spell Venhaus. That's right. V-E-N-H-A-U-S, I'm as being- in Sam. I'm Dan Buffa. I'm at KSTK News. I write for sports, entertainment, movies. I am on Facebook and Instagram. I can be heard every Tuesday at 4.15 p.m. trying to fight for words with Frank Opinion and the large morning show in the afternoon. And I am also writing about the Blues this week and next week for St. Louis game time. Now, are so. you going to be every other issue again, or are you going to do um, playoff? You know, the way Brad runs those issues, he pretty much tries to pack everybody into it. So I'll, I'll have something for Sunday. Because you never know which one's your you last one. You never know, yeah. We're going to get guaranteed at least two. now two home games as the Blues won game one. But, yeah, find me. I'm all over. I'm on Twitter at Buff82. So that's where I'm, I put all the stuff up there. Look for me on TV Friday night because we are in the lower bowl fifth row back from the ice five of us will be in anti-whiteout blues jerseys nice and carl is going to make sure it's two nothing blues on sunday if not i will make sure it's uh two one on sunday yes you will all right he will be playing kick-ass music yes he will and blowing that horn bye 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 bye